Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey gang, thank you for another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver where each week Seth Goatsing and myself bring you wonderful guests. Today is one, as we say, for the ages, as I have a multi-talented actress based out of Los Angeles, Chilean-American actress, okay, who is killing it also on the uh, comedy um, circuit. Guys, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome Miss Claudia Coloma. Hi, Claudia. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> <laughs> Muy bien, doing wonderful. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you had me uh, literally in stitches um, uh, a little while ago. Uh, we were discussing your ethnicity, and I gotta say, by far, it's the the it was the funniest thing because you caught me off guard with something you had said, um, and we were talking about specifically your your dad, right? Your the the last name your your uh -huh. your. Cox also right or you, your father was Cox and and yeah. it's funny do you want to share what we were talking about how funny that was <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think uh well obviously if you try to re recount the story it's not going to be as funny but um, I think you were asking me if you if I wanted to be introduced as Claudia Cox or Claudia Coloma Cox and right. I said to you no 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 Cox is my dead name. I am not Claudia Cox anymore. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and that is because Cox is my legal last name and right. uh, it's my dad's last name. Um, but two things. One, my dad is not even alive anymore. So it's not like I'd be honoring by using his last name. Um, uh -huh. And two, um, mm, that's the patriarchy. <laughs> right <laughs> you're you're the, the so fu funny <laughs> you're you're absolutely hilarious i just got to tell you i was looking at some of your bits it's 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 incredible what you do on stage and um my utmost respect to everyone that sets foot on stage um not knowing what to do <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's a skill it's a skill and and i know you know for all our listeners just uh you know that are going to be jumping on or or whatnot um I, even though this is a pre-recorded uh show <laughs> um so they're going to be wondering how in the world does somebody muster up um the courage to get on stage <laughs> how uh, how did you decide you like <sighs> yeah yeah uh, yeah so uh, it takes a very long time um <laughs> i mean no but uh to me it did it did uh because i first wanted to do stand-up in the 90s um i was a kid we had just moved to back to the united states with my family um, my mom was at home. Her English was not so good. So she couldn't understand what I was listening to. She would have probably turned off the TV, but I was watching stand-up comedians. And um, in the 90s, which meant that oh, wow. most, most of the comedians that I was watching were 
white men, uh, yes. a few black men, a few black men, right? Even fewer women. Absolutely. Um, and most of the women were, you know, gay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and or uh, overweight. Um, right. And right. Um, so there was this idea that you know, uh, an attractive woman. You know, not saying that overweight women can't be attractive because I know some freaking yeah, gorgeous queens who are, you know, yeah. voluptuous, you know, Absolutely. but the way that they're presenting themselves was like, you know, I cannot be attractive and be funny. And yes. then I saw this one comedian and I don't remember her name. I remember her bit, but I don't remember her name. And she was an attractive, I mean, you know, not drop dead gorgeous, but just a normal looking woman, uh, straight, because her joke was about um, her doing her business with her boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, on national television. <laughs> and that's, that's why I say my mom would have not let me be watching this uh, kind of stuff when I was a kid. But I that's was watching. True. Wow. Um, I just like, it blew my mind. I was like, oh my goodness, I could do this. I could, right. wow, I can grow up to talk about my pussy on national television. What a dream. <laughs> <laughs> your female anatomy for all you people. Young lady, curve your language, curve your language, please. <laughs> <laughs> my my female anatomy <laughs> and my private, um, you know, in doings like my with my lovers on national television, <laughs> you know, and I just thought oh like, wow, I, I could do that. And I just was fascinated and I would watch hours right. and hours of standup. And I was basically watching standup for those few moments where they actually had a female comedian. I was like, I would get excited. I would get excited when I would see the black comedians too, because I was like, oh, yeah. great. At least I'm getting a different world perspective. I'm getting to see sure. how their lives are, you know, the, 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 the comedic view on their point of view. And I was like, this is refreshing. This is very interesting to me. Right. So, yeah. So back then I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I would watch hours and hours and hours of stand up. Um, and, um, but I just, yeah, I just did not, <laughs> you know, at that age, like think of a, a, a way of doing it or, or if, if, if it was really something I could do. I mean, at the same time, right, I was like, right. I, I wanted to be an actress and I was very much involved in the theater you know, sure. in us, you know, a young adult and, um, you know, and as a teenager and all that. And, 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 and I knew that I was like, okay, I want to be an actress and that's, that's what I'm going to do at some point in my life. Right. I am going to, you know, study acting and I'm going to go to LA or whatever or New York. Right. And um, that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I just kind of put the, 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 the stand up thing in the back burner. Um, right. Right. yeah, you set out for the acting instead. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I set up mm -hmm. for the acting. You know, I um, went to college in Lincoln, Nebraska. Then I was like, mm, this is not really giving me the uh, training that I need for the real acting business um, yeah. and not giving me the skills that I really feel that I need. So I went to England. Sure. Um, I, I did the audition rounds. I got accepted into I chose one because I had a master's degree program, which made both of my overly educated parents happy because according yeah. to my mom and my dad, I had to have at least a master's degree because my mom had a master's right. degree and my dad had a PhD. They set the um, bar really high for you, huh? I can imagine because yes. they were themselves very, you yes. know, scholastic. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, yeah, where's where's your master's degree? When are you going to go for your <laughs> It's like, why do I need a PhD? The master's degree I agreed on because I wanted to go to England. I wanted to live in Europe and I wanted to train 
there just because of sure. the skill that I see uh, these British actors ha- that they have that they're just mesmerizing no matter what they look. Right. What is, yeah, it doesn't what matter. They look like. Because a lot of it is is that a lot of it has to do with also the accent. The accent is, um, uh, you know, when somebody speaks with a certain accent, it kind of uh, almost sounds like it's assertive. You know what I mean? Like there's just something about it. Um, but but in all in all, you know, um, honesty, it's 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 the training. Um, it's it's a lot mm-hmm. of things, right? It's a lot of variables. But but they're they're awesome, yeah. hell of a actors, and and you must have trained mm-hmm. with the best. And 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 do you have any any anecdotes about, you know, like when you were training, when you first started, I mean, I just want to peel back at the layers of everything, how it was like for you when you were in London in a whole new world, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really amazing. And especially when I, I stayed on uh, an additional year to do uh, an intensive at the drama studio London, which was basically like every day we're just eating, breathing, you know, voice, uh, posture, dance, singing, like we were doing, you know, hours and hours of all kinds of physical training. Um, But one of the things that really impressed me is that we were being trained by professional actors. So which meant two things that Mm -hmm. one is that sometimes you know, our teachers would disappear because <laughs> they were casted <laughs> in a West End play right. and, they, you know, they wow. were like, you know, they're gone. But the tough. second part of that is that we would get to go watch them for free. Oh, wow. Yes. That's so uh, that's the perks, too. Huh? There's all these yeah. great perks. Yeah. You're their student. Yeah. Man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And so we would go to these amazing plays, amazing. And I remember this, this uh, Chris Pickles, that's the name of this one particular teacher. I saw him do a play where he played two, this, uh, two twin brothers. And one character to the other, like within seconds. And I was just so impressed by his performance. And I was like, Wow, this is who's teaching me how to act. This is yeah. money well spent because I want to know how to do that. <laughs> this is amazing. Amazeballs. You know, so yeah, wow. yeah, that that was incredible. It, it, just um, to be on the, a fly on the wall, right? To be a fly on the wall must have been crazy to mm-hmm. to see them transform and and you know um these 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 lavish huge theater plays productions um is it's yeah. not easy i mean yeah. there's you know if you're a theater actor holy cow my respects to you you know because these guys are yeah. just they come alive you know so wow you got you got it's good amazing. training i gotta say yeah yes yes but one of the things that was interesting that towards the end of my training we started doing on-camera work instead of on stage Great. and oddly enough that's where my niche was like my niche because that's where I excelled at like everything the the other with the theater yes I, I was a good you know well-trained actor but mm-hmm. again there are a ton of very well-trained actors in my class right. you know um but for whatever reason on camera, it was like, everybody was like, whoa, come look, come look at Claudia. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, where I felt yeah. the strongest. Um, you have the sense of, and if I may, if I, if I may, you have the sense mm-hmm. of um, like a strong presence when you're on stage, your face, you just, you have this, this something about your eyes. This is your expressions. Just want you to know that. Um, I, I was watching some of your videos. I was peeping at some of your videos and stuff. Yeah, that's what they're there for. <laughs> exactly. Just you want. <laughs> they're there to look okay, at. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, but for sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> for sure, you be. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I can see that totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when it came to deciding whether I wanted to move to New York or LA once I was back in the United States, uh, I decided to go for LA just because I felt more strongly about my on camera acting than I did about my stage acting. Okay. However, I feel that my training on stage has helped a lot as far as like the stand up is concerned. Okay. So, 
Okay. Um, right, right. Because so, I could see that. I, I could see mm -hmm. the, the parallels to a point, you know? Yeah. Yes, to a point. Because, you know, stand-up is definitely its own art form. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, just having an idea of how things look and how you're coming across when you're on stage perspective you know how much what you can do with your voice all these little details of stage acting come in really freaking handy when it comes to stand-up and it doesn't necessarily mean that to be a, a good stand-up comedian you have to have theater training or be an actor mm -hmm. at all no not at all but in my case for the particular stuff that i do it it it, it works at least it works for me yeah. And I was just going to say it helps. It helps because, yeah. you know, um, you're you're comfortable in your space. You know, for me, I was mm -hmm. told uh, I was told you had a picture of the people naked. And then it, it was like I didn't want to I couldn't you know, it was more like, OK, it, it's like an eyesore at some point. I, I can't unsee what I just saw. <laughs> no, but but I, yeah, you know, when you're on stage for some people. Because, yeah, that, that picture, everybody naked going to be repulsed or aroused neither is going to help me with my stand-up <laughs> oh my god ladies and gentlemen claudia coloma <laughs> uh, wow so I don't, yeah exactly. i don't find that too particularly helpful Okay. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I felt that too, because I didn't have as much theater uh, experience as you, you do, obviously. So for me, when I, mm -hmm. I tried to, you know, took a, a dab at it uh, um, mm -hmm. and went in, you know, immersed myself a little bit in, in that world, I found that, like you said, it's its own, own art form, its own beast, and uh, it's different. But yet I find that if you have like lots of theater, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, experience. It, it it helps. Mm -hmm. It helps because you're so comfortable on stage, and that's what you have. Your presence mm -hmm. is comfortable. I've seen many a, a comedian on stage, and your 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 presence is is by you're just comfortable on there. You, you know, it's like everyday kind of thing you do, and so you're an awesome comic. Um, and and yeah, we're just we're just so thrilled to have you on, and 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 I didn't expect you to actually be this funny in the in the interview. <laughs> I was like, knock it off. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm really, <laughs> um, it's great. I um, I also wanted to ask you, so mm -hmm. you know when you when you when you got in into you know stand up, who were who mm -hmm. were the people you looked you looked up to? Because I know you obviously had people you had seen in the '90s and stuff. So who are yeah. some of the folks you yeah. drew inspiration from? Um, so mm, see, that's a difficult question because I don't really have um, idols or um, people that I look up to like, Okay. I would say maybe like T Tina Fey or something like that. I like, yeah. because I kind of look like her. I'm like kind of a Latina exotic version of her. When I put my glasses on, right. I really do look like her. Um, awesome. You know, yeah. I would love her career too. Uh, she also writes uh -huh. and produces and, and does a whole bunch of other stuff that I really admire. And I'm like, sure. hell yeah, girl. Sure. you get it. Did you like, did you like, she like, grew up with like Lucille Ball? What'd you think of her? And um, um, I mean, no, even though I did not grow up, I did not see her no. at all because I, I grew up in Chile and um, right. I don't we were very limited in the type of uh, okay. programming that we got because let's okay. let's think about this. This was like in the 80s. This is like during the Pinochet, military regime. Uh -huh. over there. Yeah. Uh huh. The so we uh, were regime, very right. limited in the kind of. And. That's why I was like, I had never seen a stand-up comedian before until I got to the United States. Okay. Um, right. I I don't I don't know if we had Lucille Ball. I don't think we did. I don't remember ever seeing her while growing up. Maybe it was just a type of sense of humor that did not translate very well into Spanish or to the Chilean right. sensitivities. Um, you yeah. know, and also, but we were getting like mostly black and white stuff, like that everybody else watched in the. 80s, that's what we were watching in the 80s you know uh over there mm -hmm. but yeah so i 
that's I think maybe where the uh, um, disconnect is. Like most people have like uh, somebody that they admire and they they looked up to and they tr- seek to emulate um, with their comedy. And I don't really have that. I have bits and pieces of people who are not so far like a couple of you know like I definitely have like stand-up comedians now that are people that I my peers that I hang out with that I've done shows with that I'm like always like ooh I'm excited to go see her again or I'm excited to do a show with her um yeah or man you know that bit was really funny I wish I could think of something like that but yeah um I don't really have a role model um so it, it, yeah, it just, so why did I decide to finally, why did my, you know, like my cojones finally grew enough that I could do stand up? Uh, brings us back to that question, that the original question that you asked me, why did I, you know, what made me right. want to do stand up? And um, <laughs> I will have to say, um, existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, death experience um, <laughs> um that's, sure. well okay uh so at the end of 2018 um uh, my mom yeah. had already passed my mom had passed away in 2016 um I'm sorry i had a thank you yeah it was really hard and i had a, a very hard time i took in my dad um and I was taking care of him, and that was extremely hard because I didn't know in the early sta- stages of dementia. And um, he was very—he oh, wow. was a very difficult man all the time. But now he's particularly difficult. And yeah. um, at the end of 2018, I also lost my cat, and my cat passed away on the same day that my mom did two years afterwards. <gasps> right? Holy <laughs> so- cow! Wow. Yeah. So that is so bizarre. It was bizarre. And it was like the cat knew what he was doing. And I'm like, I don't understand what point you're trying to make here. Um, yeah. but okay, you're 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 leaving me too. And um, I had had this cat for like 13 years, so he was like we had gone Aww. through a lot together, you know. So he was like my baby, yeah. right? And so he passes away. And my mom has passed away. So it's like the two people that I care the most about, uh, uh, beings, not people, have yeah. gone on. And the third one, my dad, is being a royal pain in the sure. booty. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I kind of want to die. I think I kind of want to go with my mom and my cat. I was like, sure. I think I'm gonna. Yeah. I was like, I think I think I want to die. And then I was like, No, I am going to do everything that I am to death of doing. Bravo! That's amazing. Because yes, what's the worst thing that can happen? I die. Well, great. That's what yeah. I was trying to do yeah. in the first place. Yeah. So I was like. Yeah. Okay, then what are what what is that? And I was like, well, I am terrified of improv, and I am terrified of stand up. I am terrified of comedy. So yeah, I am scary. To, it really is. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's like you know, yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a net or not, right? Yeah. And I was yeah, like, it's, okay. it's scary to die on stage. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but I want to die anyway, so who, who cares? You yeah. know. So a little yeah. bit of that suicidal <laughs> instinct. It, it, yeah, uh, it's like it's, it's it's actually beneficial. You know. Um, you that, had a death wish. So it's like screw it. I'm all good. Yeah. It's like act of self-preservation. You know, at least your ego, right. because your yeah. ego definitely dies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for sure. And and. And you have to let it, you know, and the more that you're like, yeah, die ego, the better you are at comedy because <laughs> you don't care. So you have to, you, know, you, you really go up there and you self, you self, de- you know, deprecate yourself in many ways. You know, you come <laughs> up there and you strip and you just say, you know what, this is who I am. And, 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 and like, it's hard. It's a difficult thing to do. I'll just stand up there and then wait for, to see if it's going to land. 
Um, I wanted to yeah. ask you about the material. Um, mm -hmm. Do you polish your material? It's like it's like a draft. You know, like you're, you're in school, you do your first draft, and then like your second draft. How do you know when it's gonna fly? Mm, you don't. <laughs> wow, that's the scary part about it, huh? Well, here's the thing. Um, it, it basically you do start developing a comedic gear. So like you first come up with a premise, like something that is funny to you. Right. Like I will be walking around and I, you know, also another thing is I, I'm an only child. So I grew up talking to myself. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so, um, in another way, like I, when I would deal with my dad, because he was like, he would become so impossible. Sometimes the only way that I could yeah. deal with him was, was by making him laugh. If I could crack yeah, him up and get, yeah. we'd yeah. be good it would blow over whatever the heck he was freaking out about right so, so you didn't have any imaginary friends claudia oh i plenty Growing of imaginary up, friends I, I still do i have imaginary boyfriends i mean they're they're <laughs> real they're just not my boyfriends you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i still have them <laughs> they just don't know they're my boyfriend yet okay like, <laughs> um, you have a uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 funny um you yeah. so you sort of yeah. draw from from inspiration from tragic moments and tragedy um you know yeah. like we yeah. obviously yeah. the world is very imperfect place as we know it nowadays more mm -hmm. than ever and so you draw some of the inspiration from things that happen and then you kind of clean yes. them up right? yeah yeah are you like you, would you consider yourself it. to a point Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it because 99% of everything that I say is completely the truth. Something that actually happened, things that were actually said to me. All right. I am doing is, like you said, cleaning them up in such a way that they're coherent, you know, right to the audience. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I cut yeah. out the, the, the unnecessary details and just like cut it down to what is funny funny to me right. and then i try it in front of an audience and see whether it's funny to them too and that's what that, that's when i know whether it works or not it's like this is funny to me let me cut it down to the bit that is like oh this is fun for me to say and this is funny to me about yeah. real life experiences yes and it has to be mostly about isn't it true that by and large are um you know you have to talk about what's real to you right i mean because there's a lot of folks out there that will like make up jokes just so that they can sound funny but it's not something mm -hmm. that's real to them or even it's more whimsical right. is that ever you know you mm -hmm. you you go based on your experiences and that of your friends and people and things that have literally happened to you right um and and not yeah. nothing is fictional yeah. is there is there anything that's fictional or at times or people wouldn't know it right if they were at some point? Um, I wouldn't say there's anything that made up. I have, n n there's no made up stories. Um, okay. There's some things that are like changed in context. Like for example, like right. I, I talk about <laughs> the, the, the a police officer trying to speak to me in Spanish. Um, uh -huh. In the, in the <laughs> context that I say it in the joke, it sounds yeah. like he's pulling me over and trying to speak to me in Spanish. In reality, I was actually at Castaic Lake and the police in general were talking to a bunch of fucking Latinos that were there. Sorry, excuse my language. You know, and trying to speak to us in Spanish because we were deliberately ignoring them because they were trying, telling us not to drink alcohol or, or beer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And okay. We, were, we were all, it's like we all agreed, all these different Latin American, you know, yeah. Guatemalans, Chilean, Cubans, Mexicans, we oh, all simultaneously awesome. agreed to pretend that we didn't speak it <laughs> because the police was driving around saying, like, you know, you cannot have, you're not allowed to have alcohol or beer here. And we're like, eh, dijo? Yo no sé. you know, so <laughs> the police officer were getting like more frustrated. And they were like, no yeah. alcohol, no cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> and was that at, at any point that they begin singing in Spanish, <laughs> Spanish songs that they know <laughs> I, I this is the true story. Yeah, this is the true story. 
there were true story because during the summer, Castaic Lake is fiesta latina. You have like oh, banda wow. music over here. You have reggaeton over here. You have Cuban salsa over here. Then you have, and and like when I get there, it's like everybody just assume I speak Spanish. Also, when I'm a little browner, people are like, "Yeah, you're Latina. We we can speak to you in Spanish." Yeah, and even the police officers were like, "You know, no survey." Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that is a true story. That's great. I just changed the context. Yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to miss out on anything you got to say. By the way, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah. So no, I mean, and I, I do have a few little like mm, traditional, more traditional joke structure jokes. You know what I? Mean? Sure. Where I present the premise and then I do like a little turnaround and I say something that you don't think I'm going to say. Uh, right, you right. Know, the shock, but it's shock value of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. The shock. Right. There's some, some of my stuff is a little bit more in that format, but most okay. of it is drawn directly from, it's, it's basically either from my life experience or from my life observations. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think yeah. that's that's wonderful. And um, and uh, let me ask you, you know, let's kind of good segue to talk about um, the cancel culture that's going around. What is it like to be a comedian in a day and age where, you know, this is happening? And and uh, um, and so uh, how do you gauge where you're going with the comedy and do you stay away from certain certain subject matters or. Mm, well, he. he, he, he there's a couple of different okay so one is you got to know your audience so you know you don't go to a bar that is in a predominantly republican area and make a whole bunch of you know liberal anti-conservative jokes you just okay. don't want to do that because you're going to antagonize no. your audience and it's like how about just talk about something else you know Right. Um, it's just kind of not your audience. Or so also, like, just know when you just can't do it. Like, for example, if somebody asked me, this actually just happened, where somebody asked me to do clean comedy. And I said, okay, how clean? And they, and she said, well, <laughs> think, think of Barney at a four-year-old's birthday party, and the Pope is there as well. And I was like... Oh. I can't do that. That's way too squeaky clean. You know, I can't go too long without saying the F word at some point or the other. I, I thought I just, you were going to say can't. that. I thought you were going to say you, I thought you were going to tell her, you fucking serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're fucking kidding me. I can't do that. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, you know, I don't think, that, you know, it's like, I don't think I have three material, three minutes of material where I don't say fuck or something that you're a like, four year old should not be listening yeah. to. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so it's like know your audience. So it's like I have to turn it down, or like if somebody asked me okay. to speak at a, you know, Catholic church, do a comedy at a Catholic church, well, that's probably not going to go down very well. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, yeah. <laughs> um, they're going to say jump in know. the holy water. You can't sprinkle. You got to jump in there. <laughs> yeah, they probably the, want to exercise me after that. I mean, it's just probably not be going to be good. <laughs> you know. So oh, it's not man. good for anybody. Um, and that's not what. So do you. Okay. It's good. So there's that aspect that's of good. it. Good. Aspect of it is. Okay. So a lot of. Con and it is. To shock. Right. To. Right. Um, to turn things on their head. To Hell yeah. sort of Absolutely. break convention and to make people see things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so, but here's what I have to say about that. It's like, uh, how about racist jokes? You know, like how about racist jokes? How about sexist jokes? How about homophobic jokes? You know? Right. Um, here's what I think. I think that you still have to be able to write a joke. The shock factor 
you're not a comic, you're a hack and you should be canceled just because you're occupying airspace that could be better occupied by somebody who actually has talent. Okay. So, it, it, and, and I'm just saying that kind of facetiously because I don't, I don't really, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like this whole thing about like, oh, now I have to like make sure that I don't say anything improper because I want to get canceled. Oh my God, I'm going to get yeah. canceled. Yeah. I am currently writing a little bit about, you know, let's just cancel the Spanish language because it, you cannot make it gender yeah. neutral, you know? So it's not inclusive. Yeah. Let's just cancel the whole freaking language. Let's yeah. cancel yeah. the whole exactly. Spanish yeah. language. Everybody's yeah. happy. The the yeah. you know the woke left is happy because you know we're being gender inclusive. The 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 right is happy because this is yeah. America speaking English or get out of our country. Let's just cancel <laughs> Spanish. Beautiful. You know. Well said. And, yeah, for sure. And, you know, so it's kind of like how how far do you want to take the things? It's like. Yeah. yeah, let's yeah. make the best effort that we can to be nice to each other and not make people yeah. feel bad, you know, yeah. and well, let's retire the old misogynistic jokes because we've been hearing those for like thousands of years and they're just frankly old and tired. And it's just not like not that they uh, cancel per se, but just like, buddy, uh, you write something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I I think I think that you're right about that. I I agree with you, and um, you know I I've dealt with a lot of people who, honest, quite frankly, have been pretty diametrically um you know opposing to what I believe in. But I I tend to speak my mind for the most part. I don't think that mm -hmm. when you're a comedian, you don't necessarily by and large set out to be offensive. As a I want to hurt one of you guys in the audience. So. When you sign up to right. go into a comedy show, my way of mm -hmm. looking at this is, dude, brace yourself. There's going to be shit that's going to be probably going to like hit home. But the whole idea is to be able to loosen up, relax, and and make fun of everything and everyone. I think it's an all-inclusive yes. thing. Yeah. And and it's not right. meant to be right. one, you know what I mean? Like, so when you like you finish telling me, you put it so beautifully, things have to sort of get tossed and flipped on its head and that realistically mm -hmm. is what that is the comedy the value of comedy and and it comes at a great time and i'll tell you why because the compass of our our moral compass as a nation or in as a world but i speak for our nation anyway um is at a point mm -hmm. where you know a lot of bad has happened a lot of bad things are going on and we want to um we want to sort of have a, a, a comedic uh, relief if you will and i think that you guys, you're, you, for example, and a lot of other comedians uh, do just that for us. Now, we don't have to get offensive to the point where you're literally, um, you know, being uh, being um, hostile towards uh, a particular group of people. It's not about that. But I think some light-hearted, mm -hmm. uh, you know, comedy ought to be able to fly. And I think we're getting way too sensitive about it. And it's going to lose its mm -hmm. sort of its art, you know, of, of comedy. It's going to lose its yeah. flavor because, and, oh, you're not, that happened to you, but you're not allowed to talk about that. Who dictates what we're allowed to and what and we don't at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And also it's like, okay, you know, if you're a nice person, you try not to offend people, okay? But sure. yeah, like it's like, okay, like no need to use racial slurs. Unless you're no. using them against yourself, you know, like right. exactly. I, am, I am Hispanic and I am make fun of Hispanics and I can make fun of white people. Okay. Sure. I can mm -hmm. acknowledge some of the, 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 you know, the, the, the stereotypes of other races. I am not, I am straight. I'm not gay. I do have a lot of dear gay friends, so I'm never going to okay. say anything that is homophobic in nature. I will make fun a little bit of my gay friends. I will impersonate them, sure. but you know, sure. I will do it in a way. That, see, here where it comes to, it's like if I really care about the person, and I don't want to hurt their feelings. I will. Ask, I'm doing this a little bit. What do you think? Are you yeah. offended by it? And if my friend says no, I think it's hilarious. I will go ahead and do it. If somebody else says to me, sure. it's like, well, that was offensive and i'm like well are you gay no but that was offensive no. okay i asked my gay friend if he was offended by that and he said it was funny so shut the fuck up you know <laughs> <laughs> so so i do my best to do that to do that you know but it, it, it does come to, 
you know, you can't do it to an extreme. Like you, you, you got to go with a little bit of your instinct and know that you're a good person. You are trying to do right with the world. You're not trying to hurt anybody's feeling, but you do want to laugh at these issues a little bit. And I think that's okay. And we should do that. <laughs> In a lighthearted way, right? In a lighthearted way. I, I want to yeah. ask you um, with regards to you guys work so hard at putting together this material. A lot of people just think it just spews out of your mouth. And 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 it used to be that there were people that would do that kind of stuff. But it it's not they say it's not a real smart way of doing that because you your mind might flip and then you might say something that doesn't land and then you lose your, you know, your train of thought. And that mm -hmm. that may go real bad and blow up in your face. Mm -hmm. But now. Let's talk about due to the fact that you guys work so hard on your material, um, how likely or how uh, rather how rampant is it that people, you know, like bit thieves and people steal jokes? How, how likely is it that that happens um, in the in the comedy circuit? Um, I think it's. I don't think it's something that you need to worry about unless your joke is very um, jokey. Um, because if you're talking about your personal experience, you can't really steal the joke, you know, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're gonna about being half Chilean and half American. That's really fucking specific. <laughs> you know, how are you going to do that? My cats, my cats, half Chilean, half Latino. <laughs> American is it like what the hell? That sounds a lot familiar to a joke I just heard the other night. Um, what what about what about the immigration topics? More specific topics, more like um, you know, now you're you're talking about a vast thing, like it's more open to other people. That that again depends on if it happened to you, sort of thing. Like who's saying it, right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> We, because I, 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 you know, I, I do make, like to make jokes about ice and, you know, <laughs> that's my own little yeah. thing. Um, but, you know, not, not my own little thing because, you know, a lot of Latinos, that's something that it's, it's a concern, even if they are, you know, here because, sure. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's an issue, you know. And it's definitely an yeah, issue if you have loved ones who may have to deal with that, right? Yes, I can turn. But how, you know, like how much, like somebody's going to steal my jokes. I don't worry about it. I really don't. You know, I, I, I guess here's the thing. Like if I, so I see a comedian and they're up on stage and they say a joke that is very similar to they stole it from me because we saw each other in the open mics. If they kill with that joke, then I think to myself, okay, yeah. you know what? That joke was not mine to begin with. That joke was from there. I think the only time I would get pissed is if they bomb with the joke. They steal my joke oh, and they go on stage God. and they suck. Then I'd be like, yeah. hmm, see, you should not, wow. not have done that. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> you know, you ruined the joke. <laughs> you know, you desecrated the joke, you know. <laughs> the comedy gods are offended by this. May there you, you go. know be you be struck down by lightning. But <laughs> if you were funnier than me, well then, good for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, all the power to the you. What, what about like not for me? <laughs> maybe you maybe because... you can tax them after, right? <laughs> hey, give me a cut of what you made, and we call it even. Um, well, no, because uh, I think here's the thing. It's like it's not just the joke; it's the comedian. The comedian makes the jokes. That's the thing about stand-up comedy is that the, 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 the comedian right? is in the joke. So if the joke doesn't work for you and it works better for somebody else, then that joke is theirs, not yours. Because right, because well said. Yeah, these ideas are just floating around in the collective unconscious, and we're picking them. Yes. But now let me ask you something. Let me ask you something yeah. more specific. Um, I, you know, you're uh, you're obviously the working community. You're just awesome, and 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 your timing is great. Now, how uh, how hard was it for the timing to just be to fine tune your your comedy um, skit or bits, or how how did that work out for you? Or I mean, 
you know, you started gauging it. Like you said, you have to kind of have a developer, like a sixth sense of sorts, like an ear for the comedy. Um, but how does that work, you know, and initially when you, when you start it? You do a ton of open time. mics. You do a yeah, ton of open that. mics. And I, a lot of, uh, some people like turn their nose up on open mics because yes, you're saying your jokes in front of a bunch of comics who are basically looking down at their notes and they're not even listening to you most of the times. There are some friendlier spaces, you know, paying attention and trying to help you, you know, like give you a little chuckle sure. if you, your premise is kind of going the right way, which is what I try to do. Like whenever I'm at an open mic, I try to be supportive in the sense like give a little smile or a little giggle if I feel the comedian is kind of like on the right track. Right, and um, right. and and I usually go with a comedy buddy who will film me. Oh, fantastic! And I will film him or her, and then we will cool. go back and review them, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about like what we felt worked and what didn't work. Very cool. And that's and amazing. I think that's something you just have to do because. It can work great in your head, but it isn't until you say it that you're like, I, yeah. I can't even say these words that I wrote, you know, like this doesn't flow. This right. doesn't work. Um, or like, I feel like I'm on the back. I feel like there's something funny here, but I'm not quite there yet. And your comedy buddy might be sure. going like, ooh, ooh, I got it. I got it. This is how you have to say it. And we'll fix right, each other's right. jokes with each other, you know? And it's That's not fantastic. like we're stealing each other's jokes, but like no. little things like, hey, 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 what wouldn't it be funny if you said it like this? And you're like, cool. Or maybe you say, mm, no, I don't like it. Let me, let me, let me think it, let me think it through, you know? That's how you do it. It's just like you put in the stage time. How do you get good at being on stage? You put in the hours, you know, what they say that 10,000 10, 10, hours. Sure. You master yeah, something. Ten thousand hours. Yeah, you master something. Ten thousand well, hours. You, then you gotta be on stage. And you gotta be on in front of a mic, and you gotta be telling jokes to a live audience. That's how you master stand up. You can't just wait until you actually have a book show. Yeah. <laughs> you it's know. In uh, a lot it's of true. the book shows that I do get, that I met at an open mic, who liked what I did. Right. Right. You trust, you trust the journey, you trust the journey. And as you kind of go with the, the path of least resistance, it takes you into a place where the opportunities are there, but you don't see them. You just finished giving um, us. And so I'm, I'm just, it's, it's great. But I, I immediately identified that as um, you gave us that, that recipe for anything. There's no such thing as anything, as they say, small parts in movies. There's only small actors. So when you go yeah. into places and, you know, you network, there's always an opportunity to network. And you have to develop mm -hmm. that kind of um, a camaraderie and, and a friendship or a network. Or, or otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, it's harder to, to get booked, right? You sort of, it's a bit more uh, kind of a difficult time because now you have to, Find someone that doesn't know your work, but when they know your work because they've seen you. Oh, I remember you from this show. Oh, I remember you from that show. Hey, how yeah. you doing? You exchange mm -hmm. numbers, that kind of thing. Yeah. You start with I scratch your back, you scratch mine situation. And then mm -hmm. years later, voila, yeah. here we are. That's great, man. Yeah, That's because fantastic. I mean there's very, very few opportunities where you actually go to the comedy club and audition for the 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 spot. Which, yeah. you know, there there's a few, like the Ice House, I auditioned for them, and unfortunately, I didn't get to perform because the pandemic happened. But, you know, right, uh, yeah. Flappers, I was performing there regularly pre-pandemic because I went there, I auditioned, I did three minutes, I got booked regularly there. Um, you know, and so... But those are very far and few in between. Like all these juicy, fun bar shows and restaurant shows that I've been doing, that's just yeah. basically a comic who the the venue owner who says, "Hey, book me some shows and let's do some, let's have some comedy here. Let's bring in some more clients by having some comedy yeah. here." And the comedian yeah, says, "Ooh, cool! I have some friends who are really funny. Let me bring them to you." And okay. and voila, there you are. You know, that's that's I noticed that that's funny. You just brought something up. I noticed more now more than ever. There's a lot of restaurants that are hosting like comedy night, 
you know, it's a grill that yeah. goes hand in hand with like comedy and food and 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 the bar mm -hmm. and and it's all sort of married. You know, it's a thing where where yeah. where people go and get like a one stop shop for every for all your needs, so to speak. And I really like that. Yeah. I mean, I've been seeing it more. Maybe I've been living under a rock. It's been happening probably for many many years. <laughs> I know in New York for many years, Jay Leno. Um, got to start like that and doing different things at different um, speakeasy places and that sort of thing back then. Um, uh, mm -hmm. But that's that's fantastic. Now, where can we, uh, Claudia? Uh, uh, believe it or not, time is flying, and 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 I don't know where it went, but um, we just we're just having a great time. <laughs> I, I cannot get enough of, of your, your conversation. I mean, it's just you have me at the edge of my seat. Um, I Where can we find you regularly? Or should we follow you on Instagram is the way to go, right? So what are your handles? Actually, yes. Yes, um, absolutely follow me on Instagram um, because that's usually where I post the most about my Also, I am on Facebook and Twitter. Um, but like, but if you want to come catch me on a show, yes, I will post on, on Facebook, but definitely on Instagram. Um, so I might change my handle, but this is what it is right now. And you'll probably find me at the moment you start typing Claudia Coloma, because I have 3000 followers now, so I am famous and important. So <laughs> Claudia, you're, a, you're, you're a force to be reckoned with. Most definitely, you're on fire. I, I'm so I'm so proud of what you're doing. Um, I'm very happy um, that you know to have been able to 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 have you on this space. You know this 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 um, podcast. Um, we we're just thrilled to to be able to talk to a, not just the community. You're a comic. Uh, um, you're a you're a, a person that an actress. We didn't even get to talking about the movies, and I wanted to so badly. Right. So <laughs> we need you to come back. Hopefully, you can come back for a second and and third, and maybe even and fourth installation. What do you think? That sounds great. Yeah, because I, I I am shooting something at the end of the month, and uh, okay. it's a pilot. That's all I'm gonna say. It's a sketch comedy pilot. So I would definitely Ooh. love to talk about that. And after we're done shooting, then I think that would be the perfect time to talk about. Okay, so let's do that. Let's have you come maybe like in three weeks or so, or two weeks. Get you back yeah. on. Now maybe July. We'll, we'll, we'll shoot for like middle July. Um, and yeah. uh, whenever you have a show, make sure you shoot me an email or, or a text. Either way works. Um, yeah, I have, I, a ton. I have a ton yeah? of shows. I have three just this weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. So we, we're not going to miss it, yeah. I'm sure. We're going to come out to one. Yeah. Um, beyond grateful, uh, uh, seriously, uh, for you coming on. Um, humbled to have you, you on. Thank, uh, you. thank you. Really appreciate it. Guys. Claudia Coloma, you can catch her. She really gave you her Instagram ha uh, handles. Um, make sure you look her up. Um, and otherwise, thank you once again for another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.